Winnie the Pooh has some words for the wise. I always get to where I'm going by walking away from where I've been, he says. We talk about that today. Wisdom is something very interesting in our lives. And last week, Eddie brought a closer uh, look uh, with a magnifying glass, so to speak, at the Ecclesiastes uh, verses and passages and what to glean from Solomon. And we've talked about wisdom. we talked about how to ask the Lord for wisdom because His is the greatest. Uh, no man can, can get to that point of wisdom that God was. Solomon was close because God gave him so much. But still, God is where we need to ask and uh, derive all of that from. Winnie the Pooh is a good one also to read about, and you can glean a lot of Pooh Bear wisdom from uh, <laughs> from that little guy. It's all stuff with fluff. But uh, today we talk about and dig into how to live wise. So that's good stuff. But uh, I'm Steve Hollis, and uh, across from me is Eddie Hammond, our pastor here at Crossroads Community Church. It's good to see you, buddy. How you doing today? Well, I'm, I'm all right, Steve, but I, my favorite character was Tigger. Tigger wasn't Winnie. I liked Winnie the Pooh, but he was. I liked Tigger. He was. Uh, he was wild. So bouncy, trouncy. Yeah. Fun, 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 fun. Wonderful thing about Tiggers is I'm the only one. That's right. Uh, that's, uh, I'm the only one. I remember when. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think it was Rue, or Piglet. They were. They were lost going around the circle, and yeah. they'd come back. Snuff a lump or some. Say we're looking for some creature that didn't exist. Hump yeah. a lump, hump a hump, something. Yeah, we're at, whatever. We're but they kept running into their own tracks. and says we're being followed. And it, was, yes. it was their tracks. They was going. I, I think sometimes that they wasn't using real wisdom on that. In that yeah, that's in that funny. That, uh, yeah. So how how many times do we actually do something like follow that? our own tracks? You know. Uh, like oh man, who's been in this track before? But the problem is, uh, those tracks are made in the mud. Yeah, and a lot of times we go back and follow those tracks back to the mud hole. So it's a sad state of yeah. events. But yeah. and that's why we need uh, God's wisdom so much. That's right. Every day. Well, the weather's been an interesting thing here lately. Um, something we really can't count on, is it? Um, Thirty yeah. degrees difference yesterday and today. It's just Thirty degrees. It's that's amazing. amazing. Yeah, I don't yeah, have a headache, to be honest with you. I, it's crazy that. It, uh, usually when something like that does happen, I'm a barometer to yeah. some extent. But um, I'm, hopefully I'm maybe growing out of that or I'm doing some things differently that I'm doing right. Maybe, I don't know. But, um, yeah, that's crazy. 61, wasn't there something yeah, like that yesterday? yesterday? And today we've got about 31. So yeah. it is nuts. But I'm looking forward to spring, that's for sure. Yeah, More sunny too. and warmer days, that's for sure. Um Pastor, before we dive into uh, talking about what you spoke on Sunday, let's talk just a little bit about what's happening with the children's ministry up here on the third floor at Crossroads Community Church. Um, we've got a, kind of a um, a new thing that's happening. We've we've transitioned out of uh, leadership. Miss Chris um, needed to go on in following some other areas where God is leading her. And in that, there's a gap, of course. We need to make sure that uh, we fill that void. And in doing that, 
who is doing that and what's happening this uh, coming Sunday actually uh, from it? Uh, Peter and Stephanie Bales, and they called it the Kids Connection. And uh, they have stepped up as they followed God's lead and they are inviting uh, parents or anybody who wants to help with uh, children's ministry. They're gonna do an overview of the ministry and, and then uh, they've ordered pizza and stuff. We're gonna uh, have lunch together as uh, we talk about that. And, we're really hoping and praying that uh, everyone that's involved or um, wants to be involved in children's ministry or even just wants to know what's going on now, uh, as uh, Chris has left that vacuum that Peter and Stephanie's filling. So that's, that's uh, and it's right after the second service. So we, um, in this process, we, we need the family uh, to team up and to uh, come uh, around well, uh, helping with that and and, and that's, that's um, true as far as uh, it's the entire church's responsibility to right. teach our children that's it's right. just not on the parents right it's on all of us right. and we need to pray and see what part we're going to fill in that whether it's from uh, bringing snacks or working in the nursery or whatever who doesn't like babies you know that's a it's very interesting that you say that because you know we, we started off when we see our baby dedications happen here at church. What one of the things that we always do, and I've seen you do, and and I've um, even growing up seeing my dad do it, um, knowing speaking to those parents, it's very important that they understand the responsibility, right? But then speaking out to the, the congregation yep. and letting right. them know that, and then even responding by I will, you know, or we will be a part. We will help them grow. Well, that is not just words. We need to be putting that into action. And those volunteers and those areas in which we need to help these children now that they're grown and will continue, and I say grown, but I mean in this new position and season of their life, we need to continue to encourage if, them if, on. Of course, I don't know this completely, but I wonder if God will bring that up at the judgment seat of Christ as we're judged as believers. And why didn't you help raise them kids? Yeah, and, I mean, we, we do <laughs> have... So, but it, the problem is, people my age and whatever, they say, we're done, we're done. And, We've done enough. I, yeah. I think that's erroneous. You don't ever get done in the kingdom. No, we've got to be so careful about that. And, and, and I really believe that's a Holy Spirit thing, right? When, when we have any kind of feelings like that or, or, or mental challenges where we start to think, well, I'm done with something or that and the other, I think we need to ask the Holy Spirit instead of saying inwardly, well, I'm done. Yeah. We need to sometimes look back and say, Father... Or Holy Spirit, as as you lead me, What's where, next? how are you leading me? Yeah. Do you want me to go into something that I've already done? Do I go back into that? Do I um, do something new? Do I start to, you know, and, and so the Holy Spirit's leading and guiding and maybe even the nudging. And a lot of times, it, especially the way that He's gifted us, God's gifted us, and through different things of uh, our life, uh, he will place us in those areas of giftedness so that it becomes this joy of giving as also mm -hmm. as a receiving as well because you're going to receive from others as you give out and being a good steward of, of the gifts that you've been given. The farther so down the road stuff. we go, the more wisdom we have to impart. We, you have more wisdom when you live longer. That's right. That's <laughs> oh. true. Yeah, so it's it's uh, it's it's good stuff. We hope that you are considering and uh, praying about um, finding out more information, whether or not that you've 
uh, decided to, to step in to help with the children or even our youth and uh, um, uh, teens and things of this um, area as well. But we're excited about the continuation um, of what God's doing here at Crossroads yeah, and how absolutely. we're going to continue to move forward. Well, as we step into, I step out of talking about that and stepping into the deeper dive here um, and talking about the relative uh, stuff of Sunday, uh, let me have a word of prayer with you. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for how you love us, how you've given grace and mercy. Thank you for the new mercy today. It's, it's brand new this morning. What a beautiful thing. And, and Lord, I, I just, in thinking about that, Lord, we, we get challenged with temptations uh, every day. We, we maybe uh, turn out a, a failure and, and we, we're, we're sinful. And Father, you, you help us bring these things to you by allowing your mercy to be brand new. So Lord, I pray that, that as we are staying sensitive to your Holy Spirit, that you would show forth in those areas in which we need to come to you for and to continue to encourage us Continue to protect and and help our hearts and our minds as we move forward into each and every day. Lord, we we do ask that you would be with the children's ministries as we're as we're getting kind of this um, this new season of of it, and uh, as the children are coming on in, and and I just pray, Lord, that we will be good examples of of your good stewardship of your love, rather, and and be good stewards of that. And Lord, we just thank you for what you're doing already and what you're yet to do, because we know that your hand is upon it and you're leading and guiding us. Now, now, Lord, I ask that you'd be with the rest of the podcast. Uh, be present for us, Lord. We ask of your wisdom as we speak about wisdom. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. How to Live Wise was the title of the message. I started out with a video of Pat Boone. He has the whole world in his hand. and from the natural man's perspective that it wouldn't wouldn't seem that way and it's only through god's wisdom that we can accept the world and what's going on in it today we might not like it but it's not going to send us over the edge in tremendous fear and uh, anguish and we lay awake night all night because we're worried to death or whatever it's only in christ and, and god's wisdom that helps us survive and live a somewhat normal life in joy with Christ in our heart, if that makes any sense. It, 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 he, I use the scripture from Isaiah chapter 49, uh, 15 and 16, uh, because of the things that was going on in their world, the nation of Israel thought God had forsaken them. And he says, can a woman forget her nursing child? Well, we know how much we love our babies. And that's no, they, she can't, not if she's normal. <laughs> and have no compassion on the son of her womb. Even these may forget, but I will not forget you. Behold, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. I, I like that concept that our name is written on the palm of God's hand and we have that uh, much love and concern and concern for us. You know, then I, I read it was, it was uh, Ecclesiastes seven fifteen through 29. We, as you look at scripture, you can... You can come to this definition, I, I do believe, of, of what wisdom is. The God-given ability to see life with rare objectivity and to handle life with rare stability. 
that when things happen, we don't go off the rails and almost lose our mind, but we we draw on God's wisdom uh, to to survive that. You know, the outworking of wisdom. Um, and there's several areas that Solomon mentions here um, about the outworking of wisdom, how it outworks in life. And the first in the balance, wisdom gives. It gives us balance in life. You know, uh, the Lord does not approve of a super spiritual lifestyle. And what he's saying is to get so pious that you don't hang out with anybody else. Mm-hmm. And, and I know I've known people in the past, and it's kind of sad that they they wouldn't dare have anything to do with anybody that was outside their church. And uh, how you how are you going to be light and salt? Right. But then on the other hand, he doesn't expect us to go be sinners again with them. That's no. why there's a balance. Right. There's a balance there. And that is the that is the clarity of of the balance, understanding what the Holy Spirit is leading us to do. We we live in the world, but not of it. And therefore, that wisdom that we glean from God and from the scriptures pour into aspects of life when, and they show up at the times that and, we need them the most. That's and that's what Paul said. He, one of his favorite passages, I believe it's, uh, it's either First Corinthians nine or eleven. But anyhow, he says, uh, um, "I will go into their worlds." Not that I will live their lifestyle, but I will go into their world and try to understand them that I might win them to Christ. Mm-hmm. That is the point, you know, mm-hmm. in that. So if we live under God's wisdom, he'll give us the balance and the wherewithal and the knowledge on how to do that. And that second area, outworking, is the strength wisdom produces. Continuing on in Ecclesiastes 7, we discover there's three areas of life that diving that divine wisdom gives us. And the first one is this, um, strength to handle the painful tensions. Now this is the second outward thing, the strength that wisdom gives us, and there's three areas in life. Strength to handle the painful tensions. Perfectionists have a hard time dealing with this because we're not perfect. And, mm-hmm. and that, But the fact is that this is a tension we must live with. None of us have life completely figured out. Right. We all stumble and fall from time to time, and we always will until we die or are raptured. Yet God calls on us to be perfect in all our behavior now because the world is watching us. It's kind of an oxymoron in a sense. We know that we don't have it figured out, but we, gotta, we, we have to try to live as close to Christ as we can and within the context of life you know we talked about that men's group this morning about the old nature nailing it to the cross the old nature's dead but still it we have a tendency sometimes to let it bother us and that that shouldn't be that way but it is it is what it is and uh, strength helps us work through that tension in life second area of strength is to to avoid the pitfalls of gullibility um I, i know a lot of people will brag on us or try to lift us to a lofty position to take advantage of us or get our favor. We have to use God's wills and not to be gullible. And we wonder what, you know, what they're up to. And we can't let flattery swell our heads so big that we try to live in a dream world. Third area is strength right. to resist criticism. Now, this is a, this is a hard one. See, this is his main point in verse 21 and 22, Ecclesiastes 7. Do not take seriously all words which are spoken, lest you hear your servant cursing you. 
for you also have realized that you likewise have many times cursed others. Man, oh man, criticism's tough business. It's like I said, nobody really loves it. Uh, constructive criticism, I can take it. Uh, it all depends on who's given it and the attitude and their tone of voice in which they give it. Um, most of the time, they're, you know, when they bring that out, it's right, but it still stings. Strength helps us to deal with that mm -hmm. and not to be mad and throw a big fit and just throw all their words out but to process them and say, you know what, they might be right. They might be trying to help me here they might or save me mm -hmm. from danger or damage down the road. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, and sometimes I think we are, and I, I'm guilty of it. I've criticized others and I shouldn't. And I don't come back and felt guilty and had to confess and repent and maybe sometimes even apologize. Here's the third outworking. That was the three areas. Here's the third outworking of wisdom. The insight wisdom offers. Offers three. Three insights. First one's this. We cannot understand ourselves, nor can we make ourselves wise. Mm -hmm. It's impossible. I don't care how many books you read, how many degrees you get. You might have a lot of knowledge, but knowledge in God's wisdom is, is a little different. Right. Because knowledge makes us smarter in that sense and gives us facts and figures wisdom helps control our life to make right right uh, mm -hmm. life choices mm -hmm. actually is what it does yeah i tested solomon said verse 22 and or 23 and 4 i tested all this with wisdom and i said i will be wise but it was far from me what has been is remote and exceedingly mysterious who can discover it so here's a guy that was Next to Jesus, the wisest person in a human body that, that ever lived. And there he's questioning it himself. He'd tried everything and done everything, and he figured out that he couldn't make himself wise. It had to be from God. Uh, second insight, intimate relationships are compelling, but often unsatisfying. You know, and we he had a thousand women available to fulfill every desire and fantasy to satisfy his every relational want and need, but did they bring him the contentment he sought? His answer is found in these remarks in 25 and 26. I directed my mind to know, to investigate, and to seek wisdom and an explanation, and to know the evil of folly and the foolishness of madness. And I discovered more bitter than death the woman whose heart is snares and nets, whose hands are chains, one who is pleasing to God will escape from her, but the sinner will be captured by her. You know, I, th I think a lot of people uh, go off and, and have uh, premarital escapades or extramarital affairs, and they find that it doesn't bring lasting satisfaction. What it does is destroy. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it's like, like I've said before, it... It's like ripple effect when you throw a rock in the water and those concentric circles go out. This is what that does when you step outside the bounds of marriage. It drags us away. One of the first things in that first circle, it drags us away with our walk with God because we build a wall. And then it, it brings confusion and hurt into the human relationships that we hold most dear. For 40 years, I've, I've preached, I've preached that about men and women and being married and the whole concept of becoming one flesh. That it's the only time in life that I believe that 
that souls almost actually touch because it was such an intimate relationship that God created that it was only supposed to be shared between one man, one woman. That's why, because it's so sacred. But, you know, that's the world's blown that out of the water in right. so many different ways. Right. But that's, that's exactly... We have that draw on us to to step outside the bonds of that sometimes, but boy, it hurts, uh, it crushes your mate. And I do believe sometimes that uh, some of the experiences I've had in the last forty years counseling people that it's a wound that never heals because it's the biggest betrayal that can be. Right. It's the biggest betrayal in the world. We betrayed friends and on and on and on, but nothing's like this. Mm. Nothing's like this betrayal. Um, you know, we we go through wedding ceremonies and to honor and to cherish, to love and to cherish, uh, till death do us part, and forsake all others for your mate. And then when that happens, and then that trust factor is completely destroyed. And the years that follow, you try to build it, but it, I don't think you can ever get back to where you was before. That's just my opinion. Well, I think one of the biggest things about that is not only is is the selfish factor, the human nature involved in this, but it also then is uh, dependent upon how we, you know, okay, now I've... I've I've gone out. I've dated. I've I've done my done my due diligence to to win her over or to 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 spend time with him to do the same, and now we've come to this point where um, giving of ourselves to one another and we're we're accepting the fact that we're going to forsake all others. So that that's a great part, right? And then you get into that honeymoon period. Period. The true wisdom that will be gleaned is if there are young couples that are listening to this or individuals that are maybe just gotten married or maybe you've been married for a while, maybe you're yet to be married, but I think the the greatest proactivity is to be understanding of the type of steward you mm -hmm. are to the gift that you have been given. Mm -hmm. This doesn't just happen in marriage. This is your children, the gift of your children, the gift of your gifts of your um, godly given gifts, you know, your abilities. Um, how are you stewarding them? So once we, you know, going back to the marriage um, uh, aspect of things, when we steward it well, then the receiving of that is that is a balance now. It's not getting off kilter. Yeah. It's not, I don't want to have an affair because what I am stewarding is I'm developing a relationship in which is going to grow into a, this continued beautiful, um, not only in the season that where you're at, um, but but in the times to come, how this is blossoming, how it's growing, how it develops even in as you get older in age. Yeah. Um, so how am I stewarding? How am I taking care of my spouse? How am I taking care of that love that was given to us? early on and how does that you know it's way beyond romanticism romanticism will be can be fleeting or flare up and then fleet mm -hmm. but if you base it on a steward of that individual that is the consistency even through the mundane 
that that is being and that is wisdom not only in our marriage in our marriages Mm -hmm. or our relationships of friends and of that but in the things that are given to us oh shoot pastor as um if you if you never took good care of your your weed whacker um you'd run out of string and and then you'd be frustrated because you you know or if you if you had a, a a car you never change the oil in it and yet expecting it to just work it's going to fall apart on you yeah. it's going to it's going to throw a rod and it's going to no longer work and mm. that's sometimes what we, our mindset is with these with our marriage or or relationships and we we just assume it's going to work without putting anything into it yeah you got to put stuff in that's and then all sure. of a sudden it falls yeah. apart and then you're like well I just need to get another one well, it's not the way God intended it you know, so let's use wisdom and clarity of knowing how to use it. Mm-hmm. Well, part of Solomon's, he never had the opportunity to experience the deep joys of marriage with one mate. Mm. He didn't have that. And that's the way God intended it to be. Third insight, our basic problems are not outside of us, but within us. Wisdom provides us with the ability to see, like verse 29 says, that God made men upright, but they have sought out many devices. God created man with the freedom to love and serve him forever, but man turned his freedom against God, and as a result, has become creatively deceptive and destruction. We cannot and dare not blame God for our sin. We are directly responsible for our own wrongdoings. Yeah. Man, we are humans are expert at pointing fingers or reflecting the blame, but we got to face up on this. It's on us. That's right. Yeah. And then I ended with three questions of application. First Corinthians one thirty says, "God has united you with Christ Jesus for our benefit. God made him to be wisdom itself. Christ made us right with God. He made us pure and holy, and He freed us from sin. You know." Uh, that's we let, we can lay claim because we're God's children to that wisdom. However, before divine wisdom will work itself out, this decision must be made by every individual. And we ask ourselves three questions. The first question is this: regarding balance, is wisdom guarding me from extremes? Mm-hmm. Man, people go off on all kinds of extremes in life, and that's what we started talking about in the beginning: is living a balanced life, not going extreme one way or the other. Uh, the second question is regarding strength is wisdom keeping me stable mm-hmm. or I go fly off the handle or, or whatever stable people instead of reacting they respond right they can control their emotions you know and that third question regarding insight is wisdom clearing my mind to see reality we cannot live in an illusion life is too precious and too important and we have to live in reality. And I'm not saying you can't have fun or whatever, but you can't live your life in illusion. People who live in illusion see the present through the past. They control things that are tried to, that's uncontrollable. They only see the bad themselves and others are real negative and on and on and on. It's, uh, living in reality is a lifelong process that starts with truth, the truth about yourself. It's like Shakespeare said, to thine own self be true. And God helps us see ourselves. God helps us admit who we are and exposes our weaknesses and warts and scars. And he still loves us and he shows us how we can 
live life uh, with his wisdom and believe in the truth. And that truth is that God loves us and has a plan for our life. So, mm -hmm. That's right. So that was that. And then uh, this coming Sunday, uh, Peter uh, Bales is going to speak on uh, about disciples. We're all called to be disciples, and we will be having communion uh, Sunday as well. That's right. I'll be leading that. Yep. So. Well, um, it's a. I think it's a good timing for Peter uh, to bring this uh, up. One of the seminary classes that he's taking uh, this semester is on discipleship and how to be disciples, um, how to lead disciples, and how to uh, to grow um, in God's word and and uh, mature. And through that wisdom, then right that we're gleaning to help how yeah. to uh, continue others to yeah. to grow around us. It's good stuff. Looking forward to that, and um, being a follower of Christ, I think He's going to enlighten uh, us on that. What that means, right? Yeah. Right, right, right. So, yeah, for sure. Well, we're excited about continuing in to pressing into others um, and into our, our our family, our community here in Crossroads. How to expand and grow with one another, and how to mm -hmm. have tighter union with one another as we. So we do that. We're ever as a group. We are um, knowing how to be more one, right? As right. we are looking and bonding and with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, and and, and then and Peter's going to talk about how that how that plays out in everyday life, right? I'm sure, right. So, and then yeah, our small good. groups, right? Uh, yeah. How we need to continue to to um, uh, whether it's our our friendship groups or or or, or service groups. Um, but allowing ourselves to, to look out of our, our little circle and continue to uh, embrace what God has I don't has know how many Trekkies are out there, but if you remember the Borg, they were all hooked together. Mm. It was all one. Yeah. They were separate, but they were one. I, I always thought, found that interesting, if you remember some of those episodes when they talked about the Borg. Yeah, so, that is interesting. Pastor, could you pray for sure. us? Sure. Thank you, God, for loving us. And Lord, we really do need your wisdom in a huge way every day of our lives. We humans sometimes are stiff-necked and we want to go our own way and we don't listen. Even if we're your kids, we're not. We're sometimes unruly and you got to bring us back. And we, I thank you for that. But Lord, the decisions that we make in everyday life, we might think they're trivial, but none of them really are because they, they affect us, they affect the ones we love. And you want us to make the right choice, which... Well, you will help us do that if we just ask. So I pray for divine wisdom, Lord, in all of our lives. And I just thank you for these folks that listen to this podcast, Lord. I just ask that you bless them today. And right now, Holy Spirit, just squeeze them. Let them know how much that you they are loved by, by you and by us. Thanks again for loving us, God. We ask these things in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Pastor, for joining me here today. And as well as all of our listens, listeners that have joined us as well. Uh, our hope and prayer is that uh, you stay safe and that uh, you stay warm <laughs> and uh, that uh, it finds you well in all the well-being of life. So God bless you. Uh, we'll see you next week. We'll talk to you next week, rather. And, and until then, we'll say goodbye. Goodbye.